You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. I got to tell you something. Can't, I can't deceive the people. So we have recorded now two podcasts in a row in the same day. I am still holding the red Tim Hortons cup in my hand, the paper cup that is not a Yeti cup, and I just drank a iced coffee <laughs> because it is so cold now. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm I'm in a new studio. I didn't even announce that. That's probably the biggest news we've got this week. I'm in a new studio. I've set up a studio in the upper chambers of our church. It used to be our audiovisual room, but we're not doing that anymore, so it's great for sound. Is that what the flannel graph is doing hanging on the mm-hmm. wall? That's what it is. Yeah, no, that's a that's a quilt. We have quilts. We have um, sleeping bags. We have a green screen in front of me. We have insulation. I think you can barely see behind me. There's that black material. That's insulation from cars. Uh, we had a guy that, in the church that worked in a factory made the headliners for cars. So that's the sound insulation. It's made out of old rags, and they dye it black, and so that's soundproofing. So it's a great sound quality. But uh, the only problem is it's in a part of the building where the furnace doesn't come on. So it is so cold in here. I can hardly stand it. My feet are so cold. <laughs> So I think I'm going back to the dining room table, but I don't know. I I gave it a shot. I thought it would work better, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. So that's where we're at. So if that slurp sounded a little off, it's because I was choking on an ice cube as it went down. (laughs) (laughs) How are you today, man? Are you good? Doing absolutely great. Doing awesome. Great, because... Great, because it's the same day as Monday. <laughs> We're just trying to throw people off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know that ice storm I'm doing I was as about? good as I was four days ago. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You look the same. You should change your clothes once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't brushed my teeth since Monday. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> it's coming through the smell of vision. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. It's Friday, and Monday's or Sunday's coming, so um, this, this may be very appropriate. So one of our faithful listeners, one of our lady listeners, wrote in, and she said, hey, you got to help me. We're having a hard time getting people to move out of classes. Um, some of the younger couples that were young, a long time ago, are still in the young married couples class and need to move on to the seniors class. Um, we've got some people that are in the pastors class that really love the pastor, but they really should be in another class, but they don't want to move out of that class. How do you get people to move on to their age-appropriate class or the class that is suited for them, or do you need to do that? How do you deal with people that won't move on into a class? I don't know if I've had that problem. Probably. I have to think about it. Have you? Oh, yeah. 
Well, I've been involved in that problem quite a bit. Oh. Give us wisdom. Give us direction. Tell us, what did you do? Okay. Well, I'm only taking this at face value because I have no idea who sent this in, and I don't need to know, and I don't want to know. So I'm just looking at this as generic question A. Yep. All right. So number one is... You know, um, if a church member sent that in, yep. they need to let the people in charge of the classes deal with it. Okay. You know, sometimes church members can really exacerbate a problem by putting their opinion in, and they may not have all of the information. You know, um, you know for example, sometimes... You know, there's a guy who's 55, and he married, uh, you know, his wife's 20 years younger than him, and maybe Whoa. she doesn't look 20 years younger than him, and so they know what he, how old he is, and so they're assuming they should be in another class, but maybe his wife wants to be around, you know, people more her age than his age. You know, I mean, hey, hmm. that happens. I mean, that really does. Yeah. So some sometimes yeah. you don't have all of the information. I mean, you really don't. And so, you know, uh, I would talk to the Sunday school su- superintendent. I'd talk to the pastor and leave it there. Don't don't start complaining to all of your friends. And I'm not saying this lady does, uh, but just in a generic way, that's what we do a lot of times. I don't know how come they're still in this class. Well, nobody made you class monitor. So, you know, that's, that's one thing part of the answer i still can't get past a guy marrying a girl 20 years younger than him well he's 21 and she was one he's 80 and she's 60 the older you get the less impactful that is but if you're if you're 50 and she's 30 i could i could be something so okay i got i'm past it all right here we go. Yeah, and I think I, I think the bigger problem is uh, is there a problem if somebody likes a class and wants to stay in there? Is that a, is that a problem? Some people, and, and I think the way they worded the uh, the email was that when you have younger people and maybe. Yes. There's older people that kind of hold things back or they change the atmosphere of the class or maybe they don't want to do the activities or different things like that because they're a little bit older. Sometimes that can be a hindrance, and I have I have encountered yes. some of that. Um, oh, I know yeah. sometimes, and you've dealt with this, uh, kids don't want to leave the youth class. They don't want to go on to a college and career class. Or maybe you don't have a college and career class. And, and we had that for a while where we had people that were 18, 19, 20 – in a class with kids that were 12, 13, 14. And that was kind of weird. And so we did have to either come up with another class or try to, you know, direct people by just saying, hey, we've got a class for you. It's designed for you. And kind of go at it that way as well. Well, the second part to the question, I got like five or six parts to this question. All right. So, uh, the second part is, um, is there a place for them to go? Right. You know, now, sometimes in some churches, just like what you said, there is not a place for them. 
Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe you've got three single people in the age group for all of the young couples. And so where do they go if there's you're going to have a class for two or three, you, you know, and so where do you put them? You know, mm-hmm. well, at least let them be around people of their own age, even maybe if they're not married. Now, I'm mm-hmm. not saying you start creating great friendships among an unmarried person you know, with the opposite sex. So that's not what I'm saying. But, yeah, um, yeah. you know, whenever you're when you're dealing with, you know, that is a part of the, the problem. Is there a place for them to go? Yeah. And so, you know, that needs to be in the consideration, too. Yeah. That 38-year-old guy that's in the teen class with the 18-year-old girl, that's that's a tricky situation. <laughs> you can't get past that. I can't get past that. <laughs> when those other 38-year-old ladies get really mad because the 18-year-old girl has come to the class, yeah, that's a problem. Um, yeah, let me get serious. Hey, I— now I'll tell you what it, what has happened. What we did a few times when I was there, and they've done it even since at Cleveland Baptist. Okay. Um, I I was with Pastor Folger when he was assistant pastor, and we started the um, Couples for Christ class, mm-hmm. and so that was a designed to be a generally younger couples. You know, people that would be younger than would go in the auditorium. You know, adult Sunday school class. And mm-hmm. so then as as time went on, eventually I wound up teaching that class once I wasn't youth director again. And so uh, by that time, we had, we had to start a honeymooners class because the group liked staying together. And now they're, you know, people in their 30s and 40s and young couples are feeling a little bit strange. You know, here we don't even have any children. We've been married a year and we're around these people who are talking about their kids going to college. And yeah. so now they feel a little bit. So we started the honeymooners class. Over the course of time, I think as uh, Brother Kevin Hoffman, uh, he and his wife taught that class. Over the course of time, the honeymooners class started aging. And so yeah. then they started another class. You know, So right. you know, you're going to wind up doing some things that, it, that where you see the need. So that is the third solution is start a class you know if if you don't have a class then maybe start a class you know that that would meet some of the needs of that of that age group of whatever it may be but you've got to be clear in why you're doing it Mm -hmm. you know we don't like other people oh that's a good christian thing to do you know because i don't like them (laughs) so uh but but you're trying to meet a need why why? Well, you're trying to you're trying to tailor scriptural teaching for a certain demographic, mm-hmm. and their needs are going to be a little bit more unique. You know, somebody who's just come off the dating scene for three years, you know, there's a little bit more unique than somebody who's been married for 25. Right. You know, so you know, there's there's different dynamics. There's the, you know, there's that first five years of getting used to living with somebody who they squeeze the toothpaste tube from the top instead of the bottom, you know. I, I mean, just getting used to dealing with those challenges and and then the new babies and new parents. I mean, they're scared to death. And yes. and it's so easy for people who have already had four or five kids in the nursery, ah, just chuck the kid in there, don't worry about it. Well, 
okay, that, that, that doesn't meet the fear that a younger parent has. And I'm telling you, man, you mm-hmm. know, our older people need to understand what, uh, what these uh, pediatricians are saying. Pediatricians yeah. all the time are telling their their patients, you know, the moms, mm-hmm. they're saying, now don't go don't go in public with yeah. them, you know. Try to try to keep them from around germ areas like they will say church nurseries. Right. Don't right. put them around crowds like church where they can get germs. And mm. then those cotton pickers will wind up saying, well, but of course, you know, you have to go to the store. And yes. you've got to go pick up the kids from school. school. You know, mm-hmm. there's some things that you have to do, but those things you don't have to do, don't do them. And so they tell, they're, they're having doctors tell them how nasty the church nursery is and stuff like that. You know, so, you know, there's just things that you have to try to try to match where somebody is with the questions they've, that they've got. Yeah, that's why we started a class in the bathroom uh, for children. Uh, we thought it would be a better area for them and less germs. Uh, so we just have them hang out in the bathroom. <laughs> it's really been an effective program. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, get off the sink. Get off the sink. <laughs> See, and, and uh, let's go way back. Remember when we set up the ice rink in our nursery? <laughs> and that, that worked really well. That cold air really, really killed a lot of germs and really made it a lot more fun for the kids. So that was a great idea. Let me say this. I think an idea is if you make the name of the class age appropriate, that sometimes helps. This is our, you know, like you said, young married couples class. And again, there are circumstances where maybe you might have a couple where they're older but newlyweds. Um you might have to say this is our, you know, 18 to 23 class, 25 to 27 class. You you can do that by age if you want. Um, this is our singles class. This is our it's married class. It's not always wise to do it by age because now uh, well, you have given an exact day or year somebody must leave because they don't fit. Right. And if you have a husband that's, you know, 25 and the wife is 21, do you have to leave when he's 26? Yes. You know, right. that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's just an idea. But you can, you can like you say, young married couple class, established married couple class. And, and sometimes you do have to let people just pick where they fit in and, and work around that. And, and others in the class might not feel comfortable with that. But I think you just have to go to those people and say, hey, listen, we want these people to feel a part. We want them to get something. And if they're not going to get something somewhere else, let them stay in here. So you might have to do that. Let me, let me bring this topic up. What about, what about the age of the teacher? Is there a time when the teacher should move on and say, you know what? It's just I just don't connect with this age group, or I'm not relative in this age group anymore. Is it okay to have, you know, a 65-year-old man teaching, you know, the young married couples class? Does that work, or should it be somebody who's a little closer to their age? What do you think about that? Oh, that's really going to be the pastor's decision. Right. You know, I mean, do you take somebody who's very godly? You know, okay, how old are you? Me, 59. Yeah, so do you think you cannot relate to 20-year-olds? I don't know that I would relate as well to, to 20-year-olds as I would if I was 30 or 35. Can, can they relate to you? 
In, in many aspects, yes, but in a lot, no. Yeah. So, but there's the aspect though that you've got some wisdom that they can that they can gain, and yes. so it, it's really going to be you know whatever whatever the pastor or pastor and Sunday school superintendent or whoever is there, you know what what their aims are, what their goals are, what they want to see. I mean, you are a excellent communicator. You're a goof off. You're funny. You're, you know, very personable. Man, people in their 20s wouldn't say, oh, great, we got a 59-year-old guy teaching our class because they're not going to feel like you're 59. And there's some people that are 29 who they act like they're 59. You know, they're somber right. and serious and boring and intellectual and you know, it just and they're not a good fit for being even though they know the Bible and they may be a mm-hmm. good Christian, but maybe they just don't have the gift of teaching, you know. And so I, I, I think you start with what you have as far as the best that you have, the best available and then, mm-hmm. you know, you pray more down and see people sort of learn to grow themselves. And, you know, if you had an older person in a younger class, then try to train somebody to take it. You know, let them mm-hmm. work with somebody for two, three right. years and, and really do some like class discipling, you know, one on one with that other teacher, that potential teacher of showing them how to study and what's important to it to communicate and those kind of things you know and most important is knowing how to live you know because uh you know there i've had some sunday school teachers that i've sat under who they were not good teachers at all as far as all of the Mm. grammar and everything else but they knew god and they're very open and the class grew and grew because they're just honest and earnest and weren't, weren't making any pretense. And they, it was really appreciated. Right, right. Um, I think that sometimes if you need someone to move out of a class, maybe an idea would to have somebody in that next class up say to that person, hey, I could really use you in my class. And, and mean it. Find find something for them to do. You know, maybe a guy's a little bit older or a lady's a little bit older. Hey, I could really use you as a greeter. I could use you as someone to fill in for me when I'm gone. You know, something like that. Sometimes that would maybe work to help people move up to that next level. Um, and m- maybe sometimes you just got to be blunt and say, hey, I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, I, I just think it'd be a better fit for you in that other class. And I know you don't really want to move, but would you at least try it and, and see if maybe that would work? Um, sometimes you just got to use the honest approach and if they get upset, they get upset, I guess, but you can do it tactfully and kindly. And, and I I don't think there are a lot of people that don't want to be in the same criteria of people. I I know that I'm probably going to have a lot of fun with 29 year olds, but when their kids all show up and, and they all want to do stuff with their kids and I'm like, man, I'm 59. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go to fun time and jump on trampolines. You know, I don't. I don't want to do that. My, I'm going to break a hip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. So then I realize, <laughs> hey, it's time for me to move on. So some of those things I think can help as well. But great, great topic. Yep. Great idea. That was my. That was my number four. Is part of the question answer is you got to sit down with someone if you believe it's time for them to move on, then you need to bring it up. You'd be surprised, and of course, that's a great way to tell them, you know, but let's say there's somebody that maybe you wouldn't use as a teacher, or, uh, but 
sometimes they've wanted to leave and maybe they don't know how they don't want to make it sound like they're too good for other people or mm-hmm. you know it's surprising whenever you just sit down and you're honest sometimes people may not want to go right. and it's good to just say you know it's just time you know i hope that you understand that we don't dislike you we don't think that you're a bad christian but we're just going to try to do our best maybe we won't be completely consistent but we're going to try to do our best to try to right. keep things in the same age bracket and just got to be honest and try to encourage people to to move on if they need mm-hmm. to i got it i got it you say you say to that person hey we have really strived for a vanilla scent in our class. It's it's a, a very earthy smell. It's a very pleasing smell. And your Ben Gay really contradicts that. So <laughs> we're going to ask that you move on to the Ben Gay class. Uh, something like that. I think that really would be uh, an easy way to help people move on. <laughs> hey, I got a great story for you. Oh, true, boy, true, true story. Okay. All right, I'm not going to use his name because maybe somebody listens from from that particular church. <laughs> but probably about uh, 15 years ago, okay. uh, I had I had asked a guest preacher who was preaching a mission con- conference for me. I said, "Hey, how do you sort of get a get a Sunday school teacher who may not be the best fit? How do you get them to like?" move out of a class <laughs> and this guy said brother Owen if I knew the answer to that I wouldn't have kept my Sunday school teacher for 16 years <laughs> I know he said know. sorry can't help you there <laughs> I know that's tough whenever you gotta yeah when you got a teacher that half the class goes oh we gotta listen to him yeah that, that doesn't help you grow yeah, and I've been in classes where, you know, the lady looking after the two-year-olds is like 79 years old, and the kids are running all over, and she can barely catch them, you know? So, yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's time just to move on and let somebody do it. But I do love faithfulness, and I do love people that are willing to try. Amen. So praise the Lord for that. Well, that's Friday, and we'll close it out there for uh, this week. And uh, thank all who wrote in some great topic ideas. We've got some great ones coming up. We've got a couple we've been studying for. And I'm kind of looking forward to, I'll throw this out there. I don't know if we'll do it next week or not. But um, we had somebody write in and ask about how to deal with addictions. And I think that's a great topic. I think that's a very needy topic. Um, Mental health issues and addictions. And I will tell you this. On this day, uh, I have a young lady that contacted me one year ago. She was uh, involved in cutting herself. And she really struggled with some depression and other things. And today is her one-year anniversary of not cutting herself, being dependent on her medications. A great, great victory for her. And uh, congratulations to her. And uh, it can be done. It can be done. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of hardship at times. But, boy, she stuck with it, and, uh, man, what a great victory. So um, I think there are a lot of people that can maybe use that. So topics like that we're looking for, keep sending them. We need them. We want them. We appreciate them. And we will give you anonymity if uh, you so desire, and you'll hear that once in a while. Uh, So, yeah, send them in to us. We'd love to get some more. I'm Al Stone. I am in St. Thomas, and uh, I am excited to head to – Kentucky here in the next couple weeks. Uh, Going to be over 100 couples 
at the uh, seminar that we're going to do. My wife and I are going to do a couples retreat seminar and uh, love doing that. Had some great success with that. And uh, I'm, I'll let you know how it goes once we do it. But uh, coming up in the next few weeks. Can't hear to can't wait to hear what the latest fight will be about. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be my fault. <laughs> it always is. <laughs> well, I am too. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, I'm an this idiot. is Dan Wolven. Please uh, ignore anything that Pastor Stone had just said while he's signing off. We don't want serious topics. We want you to give us some goof off topics so we can we can just goof off. That's that's our forte. That's our strength. That's the only reason y'all listen. So make sure that you subscribe and give us a rating or review. God bless. Buddy, the gig is up. They know. They know we'll take any topic and make it goofy. We'll make any topic That's exactly right. There is no serious topic. Well, (laughs) there's a few, but we don't do those. They're too hard for us. (laughs) (laughs) This is Tim Talks, my friends. It's the weekend. Have a great weekend day. Have a great time at church. And uh Hey, listen, find somebody in a great class and encourage them. And if they're not supposed to be in there, Amen. tell them, hey, get out. Get out. You're not supposed to be here. <laughs> the pastor will love you. In the love you. of the Lord. In the love of the Lord. Hey, pastor <laughs> yeah. didn't want to tell you, but I'm going to tell you, get out. We don't want you. <laughs> Jesus loves you, though. Here's a brownie and a cup of coffee. Jesus down the hall. loves you. It's just that we don't. <laughs> That's right. He just loves us a little more in this class. Bye-bye. This is Tim Tux. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. (laughs) You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.